0: As we do this, we raise our vibration and heighten the collective consciousness. And that, my friend, is the joyful journey. Let's dive in. Hey, Joyful Journey, you're Anita Adams here, your host of the Joyful Journey podcast. And today I am thrilled to introduce you to my guest, Sandra Bargeman. Sandra is a kick-ass, straight shooter, multi-talented human being. She's an interfaith ordained minister, spiritual counselor, leadership coach, actor, voiceover artist, singer, and creator and host of talk radios, The Edge of Every Day, where she explores with her guests the edges we all face and grapple with in our challenging times. Sandra understands that life isn't black or white, but rather it's where these two meet, where we find the most creativity, chaos, and ultimately understanding. Sandra, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh,
1: hello, Anita. Thank you so much for having me. Hello (laughs) to all of your listeners.
0: You know, I have to tell you, when we first met, I just, I felt this like instant connection. And if I could be so vulnerable to say even love, like I just like, I loved you instantly. I felt like we were too. Old souls reunited, reuniting, like where have you been? How great I to left, see you again? I know exactly. It was just I so felt natural it too. and comfortable and beautiful. And you held space for me, and we just like blah, it was amazing. And mm. it kind of made me wonder: could we have met in a past life? Do you and do you believe
1: in? Oh, totally. Lives? Hold do you, on. Right? Oh my gosh yes full on believe in that yeah awesome yeah and yeah totally and i'm aware of well as much as i could be aware of you know there there there's certain things we can never know for sure but i'm on board with it and i feel as though i do know some of the past ones
0: i think it's so cool i just i i left that our first meeting and going wow like i just i felt like i was Seen and understood by this woman, I just met, and yeah. I loved it. I love that feeling and I, I, maybe that 's your gift maybe that 's your gift that you give to everyone you know and, and i wouldn 't be surprised if that 's what you do because you 're so you 're so deep and and open and vulnerable yourself, and this is who I am with the f-bombs and all that
1: i just yeah
0: i love it i love everything there was
1: no preciousness in that conversation and i discovered this great voice with you i feel like some character was coming through like truck driver mouth was coming through (laughs) and and it was so much fun it
0: was it was was just raw and real which is so indeed so which is the edge of every day everything that's awesome So I I am curious and I'd love to hear again. I mean, I heard it before, but I want to hear it again. So my listeners can understand you and where you come from, your background. And, you know, tell us about your journey and how you got to be doing what you're doing today.
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, um, I guess I could start with one of my favorite stories um, that I that I did even mention in the Edge of every day, the solo show that the podcast is based upon, but, uh, and this is a true story that my mother told me that at I was three or four years old, apparently, and marched into the kitchen and literally said to her with my hands on my hips, I'm here on a mission. Wow. You had a knowing. I had a knowing and I, Uh, all my life from that time on, I have um, I was always a performer. I mean, I popped out of the womb acting and singing and 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 telling stories and and dancing around. But I was also really connected to the outdoors. I was a tomboy and was um, pretty comfortable outside by myself. Um, walking through the woods and taking bike rides off into, you know, deserted places. And I was also very aware of my, my spiritual questing. Of course, I wouldn't have thought of it like that. It was just an awareness of the veil. It was a, an awareness of energy. You know, I was the kid in the corner, the, the empath in the corner that had, had the antenna hmm. and could read the energy of the room. And uh, when I was little, I could see things. I, um, so those three things have been very prevalent in my life forever uh, since the beginning. Um, The thing that probably I received the most attention for and upliftment in my family was with my performing. And I did my first play when I was six years old. I played the violin. My dad played the violin. You know, I, I sang in the choirs and, and I just continued that. And fortunately, my parents always put me in, um, we were always in, um, education, education systems and communities that had really high end, um, arts and performance, um, programs. So not necessarily always great sports, but <laughs> we had a okay football team, but we had a kick-ass band, marching band. <laughs> so, uh, you know, like my high school was recording albums kind of thing. Wow. I mean, it was yeah. a little like, over the top insane. So, so acting and singing and voiceover work that out of the gate became the first career. Cause that was, and I think if I'm honest, it was also, I, I was very connected to my mom, um, very psychically connected and very, um, in all the good ways and the bad ways of that. Um, I think there was a bit of living out her dream and her living vicariously through me, which is not to say that I, I had no interest in this at all. Of course, I loved doing it too, but. Um, they they really encouraged it. Oh, they totally did. Mm-hmm. I, I was happily, fortunately one of those kids where, you know, and maybe it was because I was a female. My dad was on board with it. Maybe it was because, you know, he, I don't want to, you know, he was a wonderful dad, but maybe it was because he saw my mom was so into it. Um, um, He was a very supportive dad. They were both very supportive, Mm -hmm. but anyway, so that's why that first came out. And then, you know, my spiritual life was very active through all of that, but it really, I stepped into that a little bit more when I briefly moved out of the city with my then boyfriend, now husband of 30 years. And then, and then you know it just all started merging and mm. and morphing, and I kept collecting more threads, as I <laughs> like to think of it, into the tapestry, and wearing more hats and throwing more balls up in the air like a crazy person.
0: What <laughs> was there? Was there a, a turning point at any any time along the way where you're like, you know, I re- this is where the direction I really want to go in. I really want to develop my spirituality, or I really want to teach people, or be a leader in the spiritual realm. Did, oh, that, totally. Okay,
1: Absolutely. What was, what's that that story? Um, so, well, it, it kind of happened over and over throughout my performing life. Um, for instance, I when I briefly moved out of the city and moved in with my boyfriend at the time, now husband, he's a scientist and he lived on a nature preserve, a 3,000 acre nature preserve. And this big haired big earringed, big (laughs) shooed city girl moved in and said, you know, I'm going to check out regional theater up there. And, and, you know, when I start pulling out all my hair and it's all on the ground and I'm ready to go back to New York city, we'll, we'll cross that bridge together when we get there. But what I didn't anticipate uh, was that, I, I mean, I literally lived in the woods in the Capital District area of upstate New York, in the woods, to three hours north of New York City, in the woods with no night lights, uh, in a cabin with a composting toilet. Hello. That City we um,
0: going out yeah, <laughs>
1: right? And I thrived. Huh. I that I really got in touch with that tomboy part of mm. me, that outdoor connected priestess energy, and mm. that was one turning point. And I connected with. um, I started getting the equity contracts in theater productions, So uh, there was a, 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 an element of mentoring and teaching within that. Um, I was always exploring my spiritual life. And then around the time I, I was on tour with Cinderella, starring Eartha Kitt as the fairy godmother. And a friend of mine in the, in the show was life coaching as well. Life coaching was just coming on the scene. Hmm. And she said, you know, this is a great fit for you. You, you would love doing this and you'd be great at it. And I was really opening up much more fully to my service side. And, and if I will say a bit of boredom with, with the the business of show, which is not to say it's a, a boring business, but it was just my growth at the time. And I circled in and out of that probably, you know, throughout my entire career. But anyway, so I, I check uh, coaching and, um, and I attend conferences and I get a couple of clients and, um, and do a little training. And it's not quite the right fit for me. And I didn't 100% understand why. And one day, you know, I was just doing some research and I was on a website, a coach website, and also up in the corner on the right hand side, she had the phrase interfaith minister, coach interfaith minister and something else. And a light bulb went off mm. and I was immediately on, you know, researching interfaith minister and found um a seminary in New York city. I found a few of them in New York city. And I, um, you know, checked them out and interviewed with one and was signed up, boom, ready to go. Having no idea what a minister would be (laughs) or do. (laughs) Um, But But it was, you had uh, this, you felt this connection to it all the same. Totally. totally. And understood that this was the next right step for me to step out of the proverbial spiritual closet and into a more of a leadership role. Cause I knew I had the voice for it. Mm-hmm. I have always known that, but I just didn't quite know right. to what extent that or, or how that would look. Right. So good. So, okay. Okay. Carry oh, on. Go, go ahead. No, I was, <laughs> was going to launch into a, a, a pretty big story about how I, I sunk into that yeah. circle okay. back to my mom. Um, my mother was dying of cancer in my first year of seminary. Mm. And yeah, and she um, she asked me to be the minister at her funeral. Oh wow! <sighs> yeah. So um, so I think of it in terms of her birthing me twice.
0: Mm.
1: You know, like I had I had lived her dream. Mm. Which was also mine. It wasn't, as it like I said, it wasn't, and I it, I didn't buck it. Um, I loved it and continue to love it. But, but in her dying and choosing me to be her minister, there was a birth into that work. And mm. after she died, I did it. I even sang like a crazy person. Wow. And the the complete and utter grief that I was consumed with was my baptism. Mm. Also my baptism by fire into the work.
0: Mm. Mm. Oh, I really, really feel that. Yeah. Mm. It's beautiful, Sandra. I love how your mom played such an integral part of an important part of who you are and and your yeah. journey and kind of open the door to that which is just yeah. so special
1: very special yeah she did
0: thank you for letting me share that yeah thank you for being so open and vulnerable um with me oh <laughs> tell me why interfaith of all the spiritual directions you could have gone oh, in why interfaith
1: Yeah. That's a great question why interfaith no one's ever asked me that have I ever asked myself that um, mm-hmm. I think you know if I you know I'm gonna play, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna play a little academic here I I think mm-hmm. it's probably because I've been curious about all of it throughout my whole life mm-hmm. I mean I was raised Christian mm-hmm. um, I was raised Protestant Presbyterian specifically we we I my parents moved. They were from Pittsburgh, and they moved us back to Pittsburgh when I was just before my tenth birthday. And so we went to my grandparents' church. And I got out of organized religion. I, you know, I was having a hard time with organized religion pretty early into my teens. But I just loved being in church, and I loved the iconography, and I loved the costumes, and I loved the drama of it, and and I loved singing the music. And I was in the choir, and. Um, but I was, and I love Jesus's message. Uh, I love the stories, but I was pretty on board that this was not for me. Mm. Um,
0: what part of it was not for you? Cause it sounds like you love the ritual.
1: Mm, I love totally love the ritual and the ceremony and, mm. and, and, um, but th- I, I very quickly plugged into the dogma and the control.
0: Ah, okay. It's
1: not just not for me. And, um, that, that, you know, uh, these stories I knew uh were metaphors. I was not taking anything, and um, you know, it just didn't speak to me, didn't expand mm-hmm. me. And I already felt like I had a relationship with Yeshua with Jesus. I already felt that way. So um so I didn't feel like I had to go to church for that. I didn't I it was so much a part of who I was, I didn't have to go anywhere. Right. So interfaith, I you know, I, I think because it the, the light bulb just went off, it's just the direction I went. And I loved, and we learned all about mm. um, all of the major religions, including the earth religions, which I was already interested in and curious about and exploring and Eastern religions already exploring that. Um, you know, so it was a way for me to just sink into this whole world, um, even though I knew that organized religion was not good, was not my path. Um, and my eclectic, mm. it gave me a set of ways of, of languaging with people. Um, and I think that that's another aspect of this. If you're going to mm. step out in any sort of way and you want to have some potentially some courageous conversations with people, it's good to have the, the language that they relate to, you know, the, the set of, um, you know, which is by I'm no means a as an interfaith minister, uh, you know, I'm an expert in all world religions, you know, uh, but I have I have the overall understanding and the depth within them and the languaging so I can speak with right. people and it, from a, a respectful angle and perspective.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love what you said that um, the church didn't expand you and i yeah. think that's so important you know we have to that's 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 growth right that's and yeah. we need to be continually expanding ourselves i i grew up in the um christian uh world as well um baptist was my you know um upbringing and uh i i feel your story is very uh familiar for to me as well i i mm-hmm. didn't it, i didn't find it expansive being in church and it's not to say that it it can't be i mean it can be very expansive for uh all sorts of people for me yeah. i f- i felt it i needed something different um yeah, and i struggled with that for a number of years i really struggled with this spiritual side of me that wanted to grow and evolve and not really liking the church and some of the things that i was seeing or experiencing and then i ultimately i found my church if you will uh, walking in the woods you know yeah. it's just connecting with nature green church the green church <laughs> yeah oh, it's really cool that's uh yeah um and i'd love i would love to learn more about other other um religions or uh, ways of being in the world other beliefs and expand my knowledge there i'm
1: curious like you that's really cool yeah because yeah. it's 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 fun because it's connected to culture mm-hmm. so there's there's so there's so much that contributes from a cultural standpoint that's really cool you know like the food and the this and the that yeah. and, and wow. how does it relate to their society and the the part of the world that they live in it's just all
0: yeah. so delicious how how would you define the difference between religious or being religious and being spiritual?
1: Um, I have not honed that. I've been asked that be, uh, before. I haven't honed my answer, so I'm just going to riff through okay, it. Riff. Um, <laughs> um, I I think the difference for me is that I look. As a spiritual being, I look within for my answers and I trust my own inner wisdom. I don't look to someone else or a book or a set of rules to dictate what's right or wrong for me.
0: That's all really quotable for a, um, somebody that's just rifting. I love that. (laughs) Well, you know,
1: I mean, Hey, ask another interfaith minister and there, there's going to be a different answer. I just, and I I don't say that people who consider themselves religious don't look within that certainly want to clarify that for the listeners. It's for me personally, um, And I know many people who are hugely, enormously aware and conscious and growing their global consciousness awareness that, you know, just that still love to attend church
0: Mm.
1: that they grew up in. There is a a familiarity, Mm. a community, an understanding and a metaphysical lifting up over some of the dogma that expands them. Right. It just didn't for me.
0: Yeah, actually, thank you for presencing that because there have been um, many times actually in, in my life where I've, I've gone to different churches. And there's a one in Vancouver that I, um, in my university days that I'd like to go occasionally to um, St. John's Anglican Church. And uh-huh. it really lifted me up, um, largely because of the music and the people. You know, that I just I was so uplifted and I loved and it it was very expansive. And my closest friend, she's uh, a very spiritual, religious person. She loves she loves a ritual of of church like it's to her. That's that ritual helps her connect to God.
1: Yeah, no, I totally get as somebody who's very ritual. I mean, I, I crafted my one woman show The Edge of Every Day on ritual. It is it's built as a ritual. I, I became a dean of first year students at the new seminary through which I the seminary through which I was ordained and and oversaw the ritual teachings. I mean mm-hmm. I totally get that that if that is the thing that that turns you on and the music, you know, if I could find a place near where I am, I would probably go more often, but I just haven't been able to find that mix of things that really just lifted me.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I want to talk about spiritual practice. Mm. And you mentioned, uh, I think it's somewhere on your website that uh, that performing and creative expression is part of your spiritual practice. So Mm -hmm. what would you define or how would you define a spiritual practice?
1: um when i was a dean of first-year students we would have to talk about this in front of the class the first the first class we would all introduce ourselves and and talk about our spiritual practices and what what is what does that mean to us and inevitably the first thing that would pop out of my mouth was my relationship with my husband
0: oh that's interesting yeah. oh Tell yeah me more
1: Well, from the standpoint of if you've got, I mean, talk about a place to really see your rough edges and to to get polished. I mean, you know, uh, oh my god, uh, oh my, oh my god, I have to see all that crap, all that shit. Like what? No. Oh my god, yes. I am. I am not. I am completely the light. I am the light. I am the light. I have no darkness. I'm perfect, you and then know, your husband holds up the mirror. Right, right. Oh <laughs> no! Yeah, bitch, right here. We'll take a peek. Um, you know, ooh, that's so cool. It just thundered here. I love that. Um, <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, totally cool. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's just no relationship is the number one in my opinion. The number one spiritual practice. How can I be in relationship and how can I? what mirror am I looking in, and what is this person mirroring back to me? Uh, what am I disliking about them? What are they that it is showing me what I dislike within myself? Um, that's certainly an enormous practice for me, you know, meditation, of course. Um,
0: um, I want to, sorry, I just want to uh, cut off for a second. So I'd I love this idea. Um, being in relationship is the number one spiritual practice. And I can see how um, a romantic relationship is, uh, can be key to that, but it doesn't have to be a romantic. No, relationship, and, but, but, like but, like but long fear. term. That's a lot so any long-term relation
1: relationship well, particularly with for me to stay in a long-term relationship and to keep having to look in that mirror and deepening into with yeah. the under that that is not easy no and um, you know which is why uh, which is not to say staying in a long-term relationship is the way to go it's just mm-hmm. what has occurred for me
0: and and that's where a lot of the learning for our individual selves happens is in the, the relationships.
1: Yeah. But I mean, you know, I can, I can look at my friendships. I can look at any relationship I'm in long-term or short-term and you know, who's pissing me off and why is that? Right. And, and people, and,
0: people will trigger you. Yeah. You're always going to be triggered by people. And then you can take an opportunity to look at that trigger and understand yourself better.
1: Yeah. Why is that? Why am I pissed off at this? And they have no clue, you know, or, you know, yeah. it, as if they came to me and well, I'm going to fucking piss her off, um, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and so why is that? What is that? What is that edge in me that's all of a sudden, wh- how, can I, how can I reframe that? How, right. what, what light can I shed on that? If, how can I get vulnerable and truthful around that?
0: But you say that every relationship that comes into our life is an opportunity then to go deeper within ourselves.
1: Well, (laughs) I don't know that that everyone, every single relationship is, but you know, I mean, I guess by somebody, (laughs) I guess, I mean, I guess, I guess you could say that. Mm. I don't know that, you know, um, my neighbor down the street with whom I've said five words, um, You know, is necessarily. uh, uh, That's a hard one to answer. You know, I don't know. I I, I certainly I think the ones that inspire. I I think the overall answer is yes. Mm -hmm. But if I dig a little deep, more deeply, of course, not everybody. But but the ones that I'm having more of a, a juice with. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. whether it's a work a person i work with a right. person that i i know peripherally um somebody that i'm involved with a little more closely certainly a family member i mean there's no greater <laughs> um, there's no greater teachers than your family it's like <laughs> oh my god yes. you know, you're a very powerful teacher for me <laughs> yes, whether yes. i want it or not or not <laughs> Awesome.
0: <laughs> all right well carry on. I had cut you off in talking about spiritual
1: practices and, and... oh no, no um yeah, uh, hey I do uh, meditation i read, i journal i i try i t- to your point i 'm green church you who i live um in the Catskill mountains, which is where i 'm tuning in from um you know, spending time in nature, getting my feet on the ground, feeling the energy being, you know, certainly uh, a, a haven mm-hmm. during uh, COVID. Um, those are all my practices and trying, just trying to stay open and stay aware of what's afoot. Um, mm-hmm. a, another spiritual practice for me, and that there is very um, closely related to the edge of every day, is this is. As you know, as you've gathered, I am not a precious person. Um, uh, I am I am not that kind of spiritual person. Um, I I really like the rough edges. I really like walking them, and I really see life that way. And so, a lot of people say to a lot of and my, some of my former students would say this kind of thing too. I you know I just don't listen to the news. I don't pay attention to politics because yeah, I'm spiritual. Like what? Hmm. Uh, every No, you don't pay attention to it because it, it frightens you. That's OK, but it's not because your spirit, everything on this planet created by humans is spiritual.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, so how can I personally stay involved in what is happening on this planet and aware of the news without being consumed by it so that I can Also, hold my vision, my light-filled vision of what it is I want to create in the world, who it is I want to be in the world, the kind of place that I know we are moving towards. Mm. So how do I walk that edge? How do I stay aware of and active and uplifting and shining a light into these darker places without being co-opted by that? still maintaining that vision of light and growth and consciousness and unity and oneness. That's the edge that I want to walk.
0: That's a brilliant question. And what's, what's the answer? How do you walk that edge?
1: Well, I think it's probably different for everyone. For me, you know, how successful am I today? Am I like completely consumed in my political Twitter feed and wanting to just melt down and and give up? No. Well, maybe some days, Uh, (laughs) but how do I reconnect then to my hope? How do I reconnect then to my hope that active energetic hope that moves me forward, that reconnects me to my strength, that reconnects me to my taking action in a light filled positive way.
0: Yes. How? How? <laughs> well, no, I mean, you know, <laughs> I know this. We all have to ask that question ourselves. Yeah. I get I d- well, I just,
1: I think it's just my willpower. You know. Okay. Today, I'm not going to get on Twitter. Today, I'm just going to fill myself up. I'm going to go out and hug some trees. I'm going to have a fantastic conversation with a friend. I'm going to call up someone who needs me and uplift them. I'm going to remind myself of the goodness of life.
0: Mm being really intentional.
1: Yeah. And I'm going to sit down. I'm going to meditate and I'm going to, you know, listen to beautiful mu- music and feel, the, feel that sparkle. I'm going to connect to my guides. I'm going to reconnect and to that alignment with the higher that's within me and without. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's a constant.
0: Yeah. And I, I guess I'm, I'm thinking it's, the first step, if, if there were to be steps in this process, would be to understand what it is that does lift you up. Know thyself. Oh, totally. I think I saw that on your website too. That's your <laughs> mantra, isn't it? Know thyself. Yes,
1: know thyself. <laughs> it is at the heart center of everything I do. Yes. The walking yeah. Venn diagram. Yeah, no. And it's, and I think for everyone, they've got that's the spiritual journey that's the spiritual journey know is knowing thyself. that what yeah. is it well yeah. but but in addition to you'll only get to know thyself if you are willing to ask those questions what yeah. does uplift me yeah what yeah. is my understanding of getting thyself? clear on that how do i walk that edge
0: mm-hmm. let me try this
1: let, let me try, try this.
0: I think that's an important thing too. It's let me try this and figuring it out. You don't have to have the answers all the time. There's no can... such thing as the
1: answer. <laughs> yeah. know, this is what <laughs> cracks me up. It's like, well, this is the way I meditate. That's the best way. <laughs> right.
0: like, what? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I I am guilty of that actually. Um saying, telling people that their way into their higher self is to is to walk into the forest. Well, <laughs> well, that has worked for me, but it's not necessarily everybody's way into their
1: highest self. Well, and certainly not for people who are afraid of nature. And yeah. there are people who are afraid of nature yeah, for for many different reasons.
0: Of course. Mm. Yeah. But it, it's it's a bit of a trap, I think you can fall into when you find something that really works for you is to say, this is The way, Uh, and
1: I think that's the definition of guru, of cult guru. I Ah. mean, ultimately, I mean, you know, expand that by a trillion times, yeah, you know, but but that I I, that is a trap for all of us is to think, you know, I love what I love and I'm connected to what I'm connected to, but I have to all and you know, as we started out with, I believe in reincarnation. I mean, honestly. I'm not really going to know for sure. I've had a million experiences. I've met a million people. I've talked to psychics and this person and that person and blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, I'm not going to know until I'm gone. Really going to really know. Mm -hmm. Unless, of course, you know, I become an avatar while I'm on planet Earth. And, (laughs) you know, I haven't given up on that, Anita. Good.
0: (laughs) And it's the quest. In trying to understand, that is exactly
1: really yeah. exciting.
0: That curiosity piece that you
1: mentioned earlier. And quite frankly, why would I be on the planet if I had those answers? Yeah, you know, who wants to get up to the top of the mountain and sit for it? I might as well go. <laughs> I'm I'm here in a body to experience this stuff. Yeah the good the bad the ugly yeah, that's why yeah. we incarnated and we incarnated well i believe uh, um for this very party we're in right now this yeah. crossroads on the planet um yeah. and and do you do you believe you are here and
0: i am here at this specific time for a very specific reason i think
1: i i, I will speak for myself cuz that's all i can do mm-hmm. i believe that the, yes i incarnated for the specific time on the planet And I believe that I came in, which is why I have, you know, I talk about dreams. There was never a dream that I had that, um, like, I'm going to be a movie
0: star.
1: Um, There was never that kind of dream for me. It was always about a meaningful life. Didn't, you know, I didn't dream about marrying and having a family. I, I don't have a family, well, I do have a family. I have my my husband and my cat but yeah. um <laughs> but you know it wasn't like these big huge dreams about those specifics. What I wanted was to be present to my life and to keep creating and having wonderful experiences and keep growing yeah. and remaining curious and I can see now at this age of six zero that the reason is because. I was pulling threads into this tapestry. And for this time, this time of transition, this time of ascension, this time of global consciousness and unity, Mm -hmm. I feel that profoundly.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So I don't know that, you know, other people who have can figure out why they've incarnated if they want to believe in that, you know, they might feel as though they wanted to reconnect with this human being or they wanted to do whatever. That's why I feel that I have. Um, I've got a lot more ahead of me, a lot of things to say, I more stage work to do more singing, to do more, a lot of things to do, but it, I feel very present to the crossroads of humanity crossroads that we are experiencing mm-hmm. on planet within mm-hmm. our humanity at this time right now in 2022
0: and for you it's all pointing towards that unity consciousness to in- increase or raise that unity consciousness can you yeah. can you just talk a little bit about that um elaborate explain what unity consciousness is
1: well, I think it's the interconnectedness. Um, it is that that we are all interconnected. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm not going to say we're all one, um, because I th- I think that that can be confusing sometimes. Why,
0: why not? Are, why, why are we not all one? I I kind of like that expression. We are. Well,
1: I, I just only simply because I've encountered people who have been confused by that. So I've tried to figure out a way to make we are all one. Um, we are uh, d- more palatable for someone who can't, doesn't quite make the the leap to we are all one that we're okay. all interconnected as one. Um, you know, okay, it's hard it. for somebody. To I like th- that.
0: I like that clarity. Yeah.
1: To think of somebody on the other side of the planet, I'm one with that person, you know, mm-hmm. you, you and I might f- go, Oh yeah, we're, we're all one and we're one with the planet. We're one with all the beings. Blah, blah, blah. But if I think of it more in quantum or, or scientific or, um that i mean even ecosystems if i love that vision of an ecosystem um of of how the an ecosystem is all interconnected um and we are really seeing this as we see the interconnectedness and the ecosystems in climate crisis show up um you know one piece of the puzzle breaks down and the entire ecosystem begins to die out or to falter or to become sick. Um, So if we if we're thinking of human beings and planet Earth and those insects and those bees and the trees and the stars and the whales and all of these things as having an inter that we're all here serving each other. And that like a baseball team, I can't have a successful baseball team without a good catcher. And, you know, all of this has to come together mm-hmm. in support of the whole of the one is Beautiful. how I, think. I
0: I love how you describe that. And there's I can visualize it. I can see it. And you're giving a lot of clarity to that. Uh, that phrase unity consciousness. Thank you. So mm-hmm. what is one thing that each of us can do right now in our lives to move us or move the dial on that awakening of this unity consciousness. Is there one thing, anything
1: we can do? Um, have a conversation, a courageous conversation with somebody that you would prefer not to.
0: Hmm. Interesting. So uh-huh. that's that
1: idea if, if of, i don't want to talk to you i'm not one with you
0: right is that that idea of that um we are the same
1: we are interconnected
0: we are interconnected
1: we are inter. not for the me actual- the the people i've spoken with to say same is can can be
0: potentially confusing. confusing. right okay right
1: um that we have more in common than not. Right. And we are all interconnected.
0: So maybe go forward with those conversations from a place of curiosity to find how we might be more yeah. interconnected.
1: Amen. That's it.
0: Mm. I like that. I like that. Ah, Sandra, you are awesome. <laughs> You've got oh so God, much. You
1: are you. awesome i love these conversations i totally woman <laughs> and i can't wait to come for a joyful retreat joyful living retreat
0: <laughs> oh i would love that i, I would, would just love so that.
1: love 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 that very yeah.
0: very cool and before we wrap up this show let's uh i'd like love you to tell our audience a little bit more about um your your show um the edge, the edge of, of every day every day. Um, yeah, just give us a, a rundown and how we can connect with you there.
1: Cool. Well, the edge of every day, how much time do I have? Whatever you want. Oh, okay. Um, well, then um, uh, the edge of every day is based on my solo show of the same name. And uh, which I created in 2014. And it had uh, I structured it like um, I, I called it a cab ritual. It was a little bit cabaret, it was a little bit performance art theater, and it was completely structured like a ritual. And this wonderful edge of everyday kind of hybrid pushing the boundaries of all of them. And it sprang out of what was very alive for me personally at the time. I was really noticing an increase in the polarization, the 3D polarization, and the political polarization. And it was also alive. Within internally, I was noticing these places where my belief systems were inconsistent, where, you know, there were paradoxes internally. And that was kind of exciting to me. And my my husband told me about um, there's a called the edge effect um, where one ecosystem or one. Um, bumps up, edges up with another one. And it's right at that middle point where there's the greatest diversity and the greatest creation and chaos and boundary pushing. And so, so that I did that show and then I recorded that show and there's a live recording and then, and, 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 through the years it became my platform. I really came to understand that it was how I looked at life.
0: Hmm. You're
1: understanding I, thyself. <laughs> yeah, knowing thyself. It was a ritual for me Beautiful. to create it. Nice. And 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 the more I grasped that, then I became I started calling myself an edge walker and that I I understood that I was hybriding all of these things in my life. And then, you know, the pandemic hit and all of the work that I had lined up went poof and and. I, you know, I fell into the great sadness about that. And, you know, I had to become very present to what was being requested in all of this isolation and this internal work and this, this call forward from Mother Earth about coming into community in new ways, this call forward into letting things go for that, that which was before COVID is no longer And that which is to be created is not here yet. So we're in this liminal space of what's going on. How do we, what's, what are we creating? Who do we need to be? What do we need to let go of? What, you know, what doesn't serve us? Our systems don't serve us here on the planet collectively. What doesn't serve me internally? Well, all of these things. So I finally got connected to that. And and then I got this, I, you know, podcasting people were do it, everyone was paying attention to podcasts. And I thought, you know, we need another podcaster. Like we need a whole head, don't we? And <laughs> I was like, no, thank you. No. And, and then I, I, I was having a conversation with friends and they gave me the same advice that I would have given them, you know, that you're going to connect with who you're going to connect with. And of course, as you well know, Anita, it was also a way for me to hide. Hmm. So set that down. How, how sorry? How was it a way
0: for you to hide? I don't. Did not that. step really forward figured. with my voice. Oh, I see. By not yeah. doing it,
1: it was a way. Yeah. I, okay. I it. had okay. this impulse, but then I went and uh, poo-pooed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I oh, did the same I'm thing. gonna re- <laughs> I'm gonna retreat back and hide. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, no, go forward with that voice. Now is the crossroads. Now is. The time, yeah. and I did it, and not thinking, I, uh, you know, just boom. I'm throwing the spaghetti on the wall. I'm going to try, and I loved it. Yes, These creative <laughs> conversations. Yes. Now is the let's explore our rough edges, wow. and and it just sink more into this being my platform, and and boom, here we are. That's brilliant. How long have you been doing it? It's Rel- really uh, you, isn't it? It's really, it was
0: October of last year. Okay. Yeah. Our our paths are so similar with that. Like, I I, I know I launched my podcast in December, 2021, um, just before Christmas. And I was really resistant to it at at first, you know, like it was, I had that, you know, it's yours to do. It's time to do it. It's time, you know, that, that message that was coming to me loud and clear. And I'm like, no, no, no. Um, No, I don't want to
1: step out my power.
0: Yeah. It just, it was, it was uncomfortable. And now, you know, like, yeah, sure. Still uncomfortable a lot of times. And I love it. I absolutely love it and how I'm growing and connecting with amazing people like yourself. Like we wouldn't have connected if it wasn't for this opportunity. And I feel like I'm finding my people and, and hopefully influencing to expand that, that, group of people that are interested in that unity consciousness that higher consciousness that need for us as a a species to evolve and that's what this is about this is this is about knowing thyself so we can evolve and i love these kind of conversations so totally
1: totally totally (laughs) totally.
0: oh so cool well, Sandra, oh. thank you so much. So if people wanted to connect with you, um, I'll get all the information. I think I already have all the information. We'll include that in the show notes. Um, but is there one place that you would like? The
1: best place is probably my website, sandrabargeman.com. And, you know, I'm I'm ubiquitous on on uh, social media. I'm on all of the platforms and you, it's under Sandra Bargeman, no E. Um, and you can find, I'm at talkradio.nyc, uh, for my podcast. Um, yeah. And I have a YouTube channel, Sandra Amazon, um, all sorts of
0: places for people to find you. All right. Well, we'll make sure that's all included in the show notes. Show notes. Awesome. (sighs) Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. Oh my God, woman. Thank you you so much for having me. It is just (laughs) A joy to be in your presence.
0: I'm so so
1: glad we found each other. Me too. Me too.
0: All right, Joyful Journeyers. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. And well, we'll catch you next time. Thank you for joining me on the Joyful Journey podcast. If anything resonated for you from today's show, or if you are looking for more clarity in your life, clarity of purpose, or how to activate that purpose, then head over to joyfuljourney.ca and become a member of our community. We'll start by sending you a free download of our three guiding principles to inner wisdom, which will give you a great foundation for finding the clarity you are seeking. And you'll become part of a growing community of people who are raising the collective consciousness. So head over to joyfuljourney.ca and I look forward to connecting with you directly.